0: Hi, this is Levi. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to take a quick minute to introduce a few of the other podcasts in the WCF Podcast Network. Tom and Naomi are exploring how we interact in our ecclesial relationships in From the Platform. It's a very in-depth series that is incredibly helpful for understanding and developing compassion and better listening practices. That's From the Platform. Sam Taylor from Cleveland, Ohio, produces weekly devotionals in Pause to Consider. Think uh, Mr. Rogers meets uh, Fireside Chat. I love Sam's humble style and think every episode is fantastic. You can find both of those wherever you get your podcasts or on our website at wcfoundation.org. Now, here's the show.
1: Welcome back to Little Faith. This is a podcast sponsored by the Williamsburg Christadelphian Foundation. A Little Faith Podcast explores both the challenges and hope of living a life of faith. I'm Helen and I'm here with Joni Kaufman, the host of Little Seeds of Faith. Hi Joni, how are you doing? Hi Helen, I'm doing great. It's really nice to see you. And I'm really excited about Little Seeds. So, like how long has Little Seeds been going?
2: We've been doing a podcast since, um, I think, June was our first podcast that we put out. And so it's new, new and exciting. So for
1: anyone who doesn't know anything about Little Seeds of Faith podcast, what is it and who
2: is it for? So Little Seeds of Faith podcast is a podcast where I read Bible stories with young children in their reading age, new readers and even a little older. And we encourage uh, the reading of the Bible together. And we talk about the Bible story and we talk about the person maybe who had faith in the story uh, and how the faith affected the person. And then we talk about how faith affects the child in their life. If There is some other story or something that happened to them where they felt they had to rely on God's help um, to get them through that time. And so it's a short 20-minute podcast, or maybe sometimes a little bit longer, depending on the Bible story we're reading. Um, And we just, yeah, we read the story, we talk about it, and it's really fun to do with the kids.
1: Yeah, it sounds really lovely. And I've had messages from people from all over the world saying how much they're loving it and they're listening to it with their children, either in the car or um, at home. Yeah, I think it's a really great addition to our podcast family with WCF. What inspired you to, to start a podcast, especially for kids?
2: Um. So I guess what happens, I knew that WCF was looking into doing more for children. And so I was just thinking about it one day and like, well, what do parents and children need at this time? And I really felt that most parents that I've talked to are very zoomed out. Um, they're yeah. kind of video out um, mm. but yet they're home a lot with their kids and so they still need a parents need a break from their kids and they need something that they feel that they can trust that kids can do and uh, on their own and so i love podcasts myself i listen to them almost daily uh, so i said well what about a podcast for kids that where we read the bible and just quick and easy thing for them to do so I know because I'm a mother and I have young kids, kids really like listening to other children and the other children's stories. And so I thought, well, why don't we put all these things together, um, a podcast where it's audio and so we're not sitting in front of a screen. Uh, mm. Children are involved with it because the best way to get kids to learn is having them involved and, and make it short and quick. Uh, and also something that parents enjoy listening to also along with their kids because how many times we just put something on that I zone out I don't listen to what my kids listen to most of the time because I'm not interested into it but you know when I listen to a story uh, I definitely get involved also so
1: just kind of yeah, putting all of those really things nice, together it's a really nice thing to listen to together and have that kind of togetherness
2: yeah I don't know
1: about you but did you used to have um listen to like audio tapes and story bits when you were
2: little always It was yeah. like our thing to do especially on car rides we you know didn't live close to family so we did a lot of traveling so we always had audio books in the car because back then we didn't have (laughs) videos in the car audio learning was very important to me growing up
1: Mm. yeah me too we love listening to like especially children's stories before bedtime and just even being able to use a cassette player ourselves to you know rewind and fast forward to the things you wanted Um, yes and yet, like, I think there's something really beautiful about listening to audio and hearing other voices, hearing a bit of music too. I think there's something quite magical about it. Podcasts have almost replaced radio in some ways. Like, a lot of us don't listen to radio so much because with podcasts we can just pick and choose exact, exactly what we want to listen to.
2: Yeah, one thing that I know is that we have been audio learners forever. That's how the Bible um, mm. and other stories have been passed down gen- generation to generation is through audio. You know, when did books become available to people in their home? And so audio mm. learning is so important and we've kind of gotten away from it. And so I think it's important for us to kind of get back into a little bit of audio learning. It, I think it's really beneficial to all ages to be listening um, mm. and really bringing things in through our ears instead of just our eyes. Yeah, and there's like, an art form to listening and telling a story also. I'm not the best at it, but, but there is, you know, the, to tell a story, um, you have to be really good at it also.
1: Yeah, like, I, Jesus was so great with storytelling, and of course he is our example, but he he just modeled that, especially with the parables, how people of all ages and, you know, all backgrounds could engage with those stories on different levels. And yeah. I think the wonderful thing about oral culture and oral storytelling is how stories get passed down from one generation to the next and that's what we want to do ultimately with our faith and the word of God. We want to pass that on from generation to generation.
2: We do. It's very important and it's, I mean, we're commanded to do it, to teach our children um, and to tell them these stories over and over again. Um, so you know with this podcast it's small it's minor you know it's 20 minutes a week I'm setting this out but it's hopefully just even a little bit of extra audio learning and getting the story in and repeating it can really you know it goes with us forever we'll always remember those times Mm. um, and help us to learn
1: Mm. I think sometimes like it's really nice just to find a, a nice place to listen you know a space where you're comfortable and there's something like almost quite meditative about listening to as well like being listening to the word of god being read or Mm -hmm. listening to someone talk about their faith as well and like hearing hearing those voices and thinking about i think our own voices ultimately in our heads and like where that goes
2: with our thoughts and how that actually turns into action yeah, for sure. I think it's yeah, getting into the zone of listening. I love listening when I'm walking. Um, you know, I can walk easily and I'm not thinking about it, but what's going in my ears is really important. So I def- I love listening to podcasts at that time, um, or even, you know, spiritual songs. Uh, you know, I those are my favorite things to listen to while I'm doing something else. I kind of get in the zone and it really, you know, gets in. Yeah, um, And I really have time to think about it. It's really yeah. good. Um, and also something along with the podcast, I was just thinking about with children and audio learning or even just talking to them about these stories. So when we share a story and we're talking about them, we share an experience together. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a great time for us to talk with children about the experience. You know, how many times do we actually share a same experience with a child? But when we read a story, we have that same experience we have done together and we get to talk about it um with them and i think that's a beautiful thing you know then we have something in common with a child mm. we have both have read the same thing we have something in common and then we can connect better with it uh, and we forget that children have they show a great example of faith also and so mm. we talk to adults all the time about our faith and about things going on in our lives but children uh, have such a different outlook in life it's so beautiful to talk with them and to hear their side and their perspective of um a story or an experience
1: so, yeah. yeah i notice that quite a lot with my children when they say that so prayers because you know i, I tell us and what they're thankful for and they they take turns and they come out with all sorts of things that you just we we wouldn't think about being thankful for those things but you know even small things can be so meaningful to them and that's such an example to us with the podcast, you talk to the children about their favorite Bible story. So I want to ask you, what what's yours? Like, what's your favorite Bible story?
2: Or, or as a child, did you have one? Is it still the same? I have a hard time picking, honestly. It's really, you know, it's every stage of life. There's something else that yeah. I can connect to. But I always go back to, I love even just the whole book of Genesis. Um, mm. There's so much in there. Um, So if I'm going to go back and read a story, it'd probably be the majority of Genesis. I really enjoy going there. I know this past week, the podcast sent out uh, was about Saul on the road to Damascus, meeting Jesus. And that to me is one of my new kind of, I go back to story continually. You know, Saul's conversion.
1: Mm, That was such a life-changing experience for him. And I think as believers, we can all relate to that on some level of how our lives have been changed by a life in Jesus and a relationship with God. And you know, I think on reflection, just looking back to my teenage years, I can, I'm so thankful for my faith. Really, I think I'm so thankful for that that relationship with God and the Lord Jesus that's that has got me sure. through on the you know those really tough times.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, I definitely like the story or that account because we, uh, he's doing what he thought was right. Right. He was living his life doing what he thought was right. And when he realized and took it back, it's like, no, this was not, it's not about what I think is right. It's but what Jesus thinks is right. What God thinks is right. And then change your whole lifestyle because of that. Um, I mean, that's why I keep going back to that. I, I like control. I like to be in control of my life mm. and thinking what I'm doing is right. But then when I actually allow, you know, God to guide me, it's a whole different path. And so many things have been opened up.
1: And mm. so
2: that's why I, right now that's right now that's where I'm at is just, you know, trying to not have as much of my control, but letting God and Jesus to control my life. I mean, it's just such a reminder
1: that our Christian life is about change and that there's not just one way and not one direction like that we think we're going in and yeah, of all the things that we think we should be doing, because just like Paul, things that can happen in our lives that take us in a completely different direction than we expected. But it yes. doesn't mean that God isn't still working with us. Yeah. And, and moulding right. moulding us. Let's talk a little bit more going back to children. Um Thinking about right re- reading and listening and teaching, um, in our journey as parents and Sunday school teachers and youth leaders, uh, you you as a parent. I mean, I'm sure you read to your daughters when they were younger. I know they're older now, and uh, old, obviously they read to themselves.
2: Yeah, I this is actually touches home to me a lot. Um, I was a very late reader. I was not an early reader, and so in reading aloud, which is surprising, you're going to be surprised by this that. I hate it. I hate reading aloud. It has given me great anxiety throughout, especially my teenage years and um, early 20s, especially reading around circles. Uh, I would hate it. I would get very, very nervous about it. I'd be the person that would be counting, okay, we're reading two verses each, you know, and just say saying, okay, trying to count ahead. So of paying attention to what was being read, I was trying I was so worried about me reading aloud. Um, and I, you know, as I get older, and more confident in my reading, you know, I'm not so nervous and anxious about it, but I, I still can become. And so when I, as a teacher, as a Sunday school teacher, I'm a homeschool mother. I have taken what my, you know, what I've learned throughout my years and kind of put it towards my teaching techniques. And I don't force the reading, um, Mm. because everybody reads at their own capacity. Um, and I find that reading aloud, helps even if they can't read or they're struggling with reading but if you take the time to read aloud to your children it still instills the love of reading to them and i think it's good to be reading to all ages not just Mm. when they're little and when they begin to read you're like okay hands off i don't need to read anymore i think you need to continue reading even to your teenagers aloud Mm. reading is just not about reading it's about the connection And so when you read aloud in the relationship with the person. And so when you say, you know, we're going to read every single day for 10 minutes, even 10 minutes a day, you are saying you are important. I want to share an experience with you. Let's, you know, go down this rabbit hole together and have an adventure together. And that's what reading Mm. is. And so when we are so reading is so important, uh, but everyone reads at different times and different levels. So as a teacher and we are have, you know, all 10 year olds in a room, we think that they all can read. There's going to be at least one to two people that actually are very anxious about reading. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important not to force the reading. Um, make it okay that they don't read aloud because they're going to be that kid like I was and not paying attention to what was being read and more worried about reading aloud. Whereas what's important is it reading aloud or actually listening and absorbing what's being said in the room around you. Mm.
1: And and also with the way you're reading um, the Bible stories on the podcast, you're kind of Mm -hmm. almost having, taking, acting as like a narrator and like voices of the characters. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a nice thing to do with children because there's, you know, the more more confident children can read more. um, And then even just, you know, every child could, can have a chance just even reading a, a few small words if they
2: wish. Um, yeah, it's definitely it's it's way hard. everyone
1: participating.
2: It's definitely hard listening to a new reader read. You know, they're stumbling yeah. over words, but they're so excited because they can do something,
1: yeah. you know,
2: new and exciting and they want to read, which is good a time and place for that to sit and has that, you know, sound out every single word. But maybe in a setting, you know, have them say, you know, why don't you just read, you know, the one instead of reading a whole verse, read a, a sentence or a mm. few words or I always sort of the younger children also had them act out the words. So if I'd be telling the story and I'd be saying the word baby, every time I said the word baby, you know, cradle your hands and rock like a baby, you know, and mm. or king, let's put a crown on our head, um, you know, get them involved with the story instead of just the reading part of it. Um, mm. That's, you know, as a Sunday school teacher, it's not about the reading. It's about the story that we're passing on. Mm. Um, and
1: the love yeah. of God and the love yeah. of Jesus. I mean, that's that's really what we want to nurture, is nurturing a love and relationship, ultimately. Yeah. It yeah. reminds and, me a bit of my brother, um, who is dyslexic, and he really struggled yeah. with Sunday school because there was a lot of that reading. But I remember he really did love audio books and, and listening and audio tapes, and it just shows us there's just so many different ways to engage with the Word of God. Um, yeah. it doesn't all just have to be through reading. Like listening is so, so, so important. The Bible is full of verses about how
2: important listening is and how important our ears are. For sure. I've had to, with one of my children, she is a late reader, just like I was, and she hated reading. Like she was getting anxious about even going to CYC or Sunday school because she knew it was or in Wednesday class. You know, she was knew that reading was going to come up. And so I went around to all the teachers and all the adults. I we just not encourage her to read? You know, like it'll be okay. And so there's about a year where she didn't have to read at all and everybody was on board and, you know, it looked at me a little weird. Why aren't you encouraging your daughter to read? But now she loves it and she, you know, she's, she's reading in her classes and she's reading very well and everyone's like – and everyone notices her reading now, which mm-hmm. is, you know, I was at comments, wow, she's reading really well now. I said, yeah. So we had to take it back. We had to say – Let's not put pressure on the actual reading of it, but let's learn to love it. Mm. And then when you learn to love it and being there in the space and the reading will come, I think. So, um, yeah, so the reading is really, like I said, it's really dear to my heart and how we read and how we push it or we don't push it. Mm. Um, but the key is always to be encouraging um, some kind of, you know, if it's audio or reading smaller books, you know, taking it back to younger, you know, readers, and when they're older, um, anything just to encourage them to love it. Because when the time comes and they can read, they will just soar, and it'll be Mm. beautiful.
1: It gives children so much vocabulary before reading, you know, just because they're listening, and they're, like, learning all those new words, and then when they actually start to read... Like those, yeah, you know, those words jump out off the page to them, and they they're excited about them because they actually know that word already. They know what it means. They've just never read it before. So
2: yeah,
1: and I think no, it, that's how it should be reading scripture with our children and and Sunday school and with our youth. That we want those words to jump off the page and and we do. them to be excited. And what
2: we don't realize is about the Bible is that it's a grade twelve reading level. Mm-hmm. And so we've all read Bible, the Bible our whole entire life, but it's a grade 12 reading level. So you go to a six year old and expect them to be able to read the Bible. Mm. That's a lot, you know, that's huge. That's a huge leap. And even as adults, we struggle with some of the words and the language in it. Mm. Um, and if you don't realize that, you know, you just think, oh, these are just great Bible stories. It is a very high level reading. Um, and, um, so it does take more time to actually get into reading the Bible and confidently reading it with the language in there and the words in there. So, yeah, so it's important just to take our time with it and not just assume that since they can read, they'll be, they're able to read um, the Bible. So that's why I'm, I'm enjoying the podcast and just taking out the stories and taking out the pressure of, you know, let's just read, you know, this whole big chapter and let's talk about the story. Let's pull it out and let's, you know, read it as this is somebody who lived. This is their life story. And let's just see how they lived their life. And what I've loved about Little Seeds is some of the children have picked
1: really different Bible stories that one wouldn't expect like seven, eight, nine-year-olds to love. But, you know, I particularly enjoyed that, you know, we've had Revelation and we've had
2: Job. Totally unexpected. And, you know, I'm going into thinking, okay, we're going to have so many people that want to do David and Goliath. And so many people want to do Daniel and the Lions, any of those typical stories. But then someone says, I want to do Job. And you're like, oh, okay, let's do Job together, <laughs> uh, um, you know, or Revelation, you know. It's like, wow, like, I don't know if I would pick that to read. And here they are choosing yeah. to read that and that challenge. And um, it's it's just beautiful. Like, I've enjoyed those challenging stories to read with them. It just shows how we engage with the Bible in different ways as people.
1: And, you know, different things resonate with us. And that's wonderful. That's how we all bring color to, like, the togetherness of, of learning together around the Word of God, that everyone has something different and a, and a different love, a different perspective. And it just, it's really beautiful when all that comes together and we, and we share that. Uh, one more question. What is your own personal little seed of faith? So maybe it's something that's in the past has like really motivated you, that's just been the beginning of something that's grown, or is there something that kind of really gives you a boost to your faith?
2: Yeah, I think that's, it's a big question. Um, sorry. You know, no, it's totally (laughs) fine. For me, like I said about, you know, uh, Paul, sorry, Paul's conversion, right? Um, from Saul Paul is a big thing for me. So right now, anyways, and letting go of control. And as a mother, I, you know, I've homeschooled my children. I've tried to control their circumstances, what's going on in their world forever, you know, and they're getting older now. They, you know, they're preteens and, I've had to let go a lot and it's been really hard. And so lately my faith has grown through tons of prayer for my children and stepping out and allowing God to work in their lives. And it's an ongoing thing for me and to learn into faith and to trust that God's in control of my children's lives. And it's not going to have their lives aren't going to happen on my timetable. Um, You know, their reading is not going to happen on my timetable Mm. Um, the way that they, you know, do anything is not on my timetable but it's on god's timetable and to so for me to stop and to pray and allow god to work has been a huge you know a faith thing for me as especially as a mother as a parent and as a person and watching him take control of their lives has really you know boosted my faith you know seeing him working with them uh. mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where I'm at with my, you know, so it's it started little, you know, as they're little, you know, you can control more of what's going on in their lives. But as they're growing older, I've had to relay, rely on God so much more. And I've, yeah, so I've watched my faith um, in him working in our lives just continue to grow mm. as my children grow.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's so much more trust there. There has to be there because there has they're, to be. they're becoming more independent, but then when you are trusting them in return because they feel that trust that gives them that gives them confidence to follow your example or make certain choices and I, I think that is it's wonderful for, to be on the other the receiving end of trust as well isn't it I think yes and we we learned so much about God as a parent uh, through that with our own parenting you well, thanks very much Jamie <laughs> I've like it's been really lovely to chat and have your little seeds and, Thank you um, for having really, me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. And I'm really excited to see um, where Little Seeds is going to go as it, as it grows as a podcast. So to anyone listening, whether you're a parent or an auntie, an uncle or a grandparent, whoever you are, if you know some children in your lives who are aged around like 7 to 12 years and are confident enough to read a Bible story, we would love you to connect with Joni. You can um, email her at littleseeds.com at wcfoundation.org or you can go to our website and fill out a form there as well to get in touch with her
0: how can you grow faith throughout your whole life WCF's Faith Launch program is designed to help you answer that huge question as you embark on your own life journey. The answer matters because the true measure of our life is faith, learning to set aside our instincts and to trust God and His Son. You develop this faith in the decisions you make, the relationships you form, and the trials you encounter. Faith Launch gives you a set of strong faith-building tools, connects you with a network of peers and mentors, and helps you reflect on the best faith plan to help guide you through your journey. Faith launch starts fall 2020 and is aimed at young adults between the ages of 18 and 35. There is no cost to participate and to better accommodate your schedule, much of the program will be delivered online. The program wraps up with a final retreat to weave together key learnings and send off participants with fresh faith inspiration. To find out more, visit wcfoundation.org slash faithlaunch.